podcast, Unknown Secrets of Internet Marketing. My name is Chris Burris, owner of eWebStyle. I am Charles Lewis, your internet marketing specialist. Thank you guys for tuning in. You have tuned in to the most popular SEO podcast on iTunes. Also the most popular internet Internet marketing marketing podcast on iTunes. And uh, we'll just go with the known universe uh, at this point. And uh, you'll notice there's no tier or there's a review, Mm -hmm. so we'll get to that momentarily. As always, there is a tip from the previous podcast. This is podcast number 161. Yes. If you were to go back to the last podcast, one of the many tips that you could pull out of that podcast would be optimization should involve local and social efforts and focus on keywords and continuity. Yeah, definitely. You want to make sure that whatever campaign you go forward with, um, in this day and age, right now, uh, you just it's imperative that you include uh, mobile and social stuff and local stuff in your campaign. Whether it's um, um, a service you provide, or product you're selling, or simply trying to get foot traffic to a particular brick and mortar building. Uh, you have to include uh, those three things, social, local, and mobile. And there are some where local is a little less important, mm-hmm. you know, if it's a more of a, I don't know, web-based if you're branding, business, yeah, brand, brand, web-based business, branding, some marketing efforts that are distributed internationally or even just na- intranationally, um, and, uh, and still keep that in mind, because remember, now every search you do is a local search. Yeah. Uh, remember, we are your friendly local neighborhood top position snatchers. Yes. Where our mantra is: Don't be a douche. Grab that electronic device. Tweet now. And what you should tweet, Chuck's doing it right now. He's actually multitasking. Yes, I am. What's your excuse? <laughs> Hashtag SEO podcast, and then make sure you tag us in it at e webstyle, and that way we'll know you did it. We can retweet it and, and begin the whole uh, networking and, and sharing deal. And get you a punch in the face. Um, we have from our segment the algorithm cataclysm. <laughs> <laughs> we need just, to work on that. That's just horrible. <laughs> yeah, that was a bad one. That was, that was a cross between. I don't know if that was a gunshot or an earthquake. <laughs> Somewhere in between. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, so today's algorithm cataclysm um, came from an article I found on Newsweek about. Um, um, a new update Google was doing in regards to copyrighted information, and so what they're doing is, you know, they they allow you to submit sites that have posted content that may be uh, that have posted copywritten content, and they may not have had the rights to to post that information or publish that information, and so um, Google is indexing all of the submissions they receive, which according to the posters, like millions of them a month. And, and re-ranking their um, the order that these links uh, show in the search in the search engine results page. And so if you're publishing content that you didn't have the rights to, or that someone else has already proven they do have the rights to, and you're ranking for it, then you probably won't pretty soon. So uh, focus on some original content, or if you are going to publish something that's copywritten, then give the proper credits, the proper links, and the proper uh, citations of where you got that content from. Right, just like we often talk about an article in our podcast, uh, and in our podcast, actually transcription, and in, and we post it on Facebook. So, uh, hopefully, anyone whose articles we're covering or discussing uh, is actually appreciative of our efforts and not thinking that we're uh, doing anything uh, that they would consider inappropriate. Mm-hmm. Um, here's some news. 
Uh, Apple versus Samsung. So this is, you know, Apple's in a hundred different uh, cases, uh, patent infringement cases. And one of them, the judge literally asked the Apple attorney, are you smoking crack? crack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, to which he said, no, I am not smoking crack. <laughs> Classic legal straight face. Apparently, he had this. I don't know how this works. I never heard of this. They have four hours left. So apparently, the judge like, all right, you're gonna have 26 hours to make your case. That's it. They have four hours left. And for the remaining four hours, they submitted 75 pages <laughs> of witnesses that they would call. Wow. And she's like, you've Ooh. got to be smoking crack. You are not going to call 75 pages, not 75 witnesses, which would seem excessive for four hours. 75 pages, pages of witnesses. witnesses. I think he is actually smoking crack. I think they should get him for uh, perjury. How many that is? I mean, Lucifer's <laughs> page has about... 60 or 70 lines, I would guess. And, um... They say double space it. What? I mean, let's give them the benefit of the doubt, right? <laughs> well, let's just go with 75. Listen, you I would say let's go with 20. <laughs> yeah. were, I mean, one a page. You are not going to interview 75 people in a court setting in four hours. This is not going to happen. Um, this is cool. Did you see the Mars Team Rover? They were they were on Twitter and they were asked all sorts of questions and they were answering those questions. Funny I how that saw works. it. I didn't dig into detail. Didn't have time, but I did see some stuff going on. So this is you know this is and this goes to the classic Mac versus PC. They mm -hmm. were asked, are they Macs? And most of them are. Most of them are Macs versus PC. So mm -hmm. PC used to have that whole science deep rooted science community. And now you've got, I mean, these are high-end scientists. Mm -hmm. They just don't allow any guy who got a BS and has BS <laughs> ability <laughs> into, into NASA. So I thought, I thought that was pretty cool. In, in addition to the whole Mars rover um, being amazing, that yeah, they're doing another one. Awesome. It should do like a, a patoof to the other rover that's still up there and hmm. I think is still running. Uh, this was really cool. There's a restaurant in California, Eva Restaurant, and they are offering a five percent discount if you, if you, if you leave your, phone. your cell phone at with the with the hostess. Mm -hmm. I thought that's really cool. They're yeah, more of a, a better dining experience, I think, because you know when me, me and wifey go out to eat, uh, it's funny. We had the same routine. We sit across from each other, uh, place a drink order, then immediately check in. Check in, yeah. Two to three places. Yeah. yeah well, she she's a Facebooker, so she will check in Facebook. I'll four square check in. Uh, then while I'm at it, might as well check the email I just got, right. you know, do this and do that. And 10 minutes in, the drinks have came and we haven't... Inter you haven't <laughs> said peep to each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we've been face down on our screens. And so um, eventually we'll put them to the side and enjoy the meal. And so um, and enjoy some conversation. So, yeah, I, I think it's pretty cool. Especially for a discount, sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't need that much. Uh, I need a little incentive, not much. Um, Bleco or Bleco uh, has a really good SEO to Bleco for use who for use guys who don't knows use guys <laughs> who's don't knows. Yeah. Uh, they are uh, another search engine that's out there, and they have really good SEO tools. And now apparently they're proud of them and going to start charging for them. Yeah, Bleco's pretty cool. Um, allowed, I like the link analysis tool. I should go and see who's linking where, what your competitors are linking, similar to the. Um, open site explorer um, but but well I won't say probably more in depth but it gives a different display of results 
uh, which is pretty cool. Sucks that they're about to charge for it. Not surprising. Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't know what how they're making money, really. Uh, it's just they've done really well in the SEO community. So, yeah. you know, how do you make money off the SEO community? They're tech savvy. They, you know. Used to they, free stuff. They don't click paper. Like, they don't. They're actually a group that actually don't <laughs> click pay-per-click. <laughs> so, if that's your business model, it's not going to work. Mm-hmm. And one last piece of news, Siri may be coming to a bank near you. They're actually going to take that technology, the Siri technology, mm-hmm. and apply it on a bank. Now, I was wondering, is that better than outsourcing? Are you putting Indians out of for work? For a bank? <laughs> yeah, for a bank. Like and, Chase or and, somebody? Yeah, and they did a test. Uh, well, the, the author of the article did a test, and he was like, yeah. Um, Inside the branch. <laughs> well, no. So when you call. Okay. Yeah, so okay. outsource the call. So when you pick up the phone and you call, now they're not routing to India. We're actually stealing jobs from India back to a computer <laughs> here in the States, yeah. okay. which, probably, which was probably coded by That's people in India. Look. I hate automated uh, phone systems. Is that Siri just may may end up being a very good, very great automated system that you still hate. Man, <laughs> you know the secret to getting past that and automatically getting to the, there's, uh, there's like a couple. Uh, zero will get you past. Not saying anything, like just no buttons and no. Oh, <laughs> you drop an F bomb, it says hold on. Oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> Customer service will be with you in a second. By the way, that's illegal. It is? <laughs> yeah, I think uh, there's some like FCC regulation of cursing or uh, uh, profanity on airwaves, which phone are considered. I'm not, you know, I don't yeah. think anyone's coming after you. <laughs> Just know yeah. that if somebody does. <laughs> this is automatic. You go, oh, boom. <laughs> and then all of a sudden it's, hold on. <laughs> Transferring you now to the F department. <laughs> All right, we got some interaction on Facebook. Remember, you guys can follow us, stalk us, interact with us. Facebook.com slash eWebStyle. Twitter.com slash eWebStyle. YouTube.com slash eWebStyle. Podcast at <laughs> e-webstyle.com. Um, by the way, the last one was an email address. Don't type it into your browser. <laughs> um, this is from Marco Ramos. He says, uh, hey, guys, I need help here. I haven't heard your podcast in some times. Uh, He's got a good reason. Hold on. I was stupid. Uh, Yeah, uh, pull it back. (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) I was stupid to go from iPhone to Android. Can you tell me what's the... uh, Wind it back up. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) What's best to listen to your podcast? Uh, He's got a Samsung Android since our podcast is the only podcast he cares for. Thanks for advance. You guys rock. Um... Marco, uh, what is it? Stitcher. Stitcher. Yeah, we've heard a lot of people on Android who use Stitcher. uh, So go ahead and go on to Stitcher. I don't know if you can leave reviews on Stitcher. If you can, go ahead and leave one while you're there. And I'll start checking that one for reviews as well. Then next we got from Aaron Harris, again from our Facebook page, facebook.com slash eWebStyle. Hello, Chris and Charles. I am a composer, engineer, and producer of record stock audio. I've been listening to your podcast to learn more. Composer, producer, and engineer. Gotcha. Okay. And he's been listening to the podcast to learn more about SEO strategies. Been loving the solid content, tips, tricks, and fantastic banter. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, I've noticed you've been talking about audio issues, loudness issues, and quality issues. I'd love to help you guys out. Some of these issues are fairly easily fixed. Let me know if you guys are interested. Thank you for the great 
that you great stuff you guys do. And he actually gave us his phone number, so I'll probably be reaching out to him. Um, hey, thanks for the support and uh, and even willingness to uh, try and assist with what we have going on here. Yeah, uh, appreciate it. We're we're waiting on a mixer, and then we'll be switching back to lapel mics once we get that mixer. Um, apparently, there's and what did we decide? There's a an issue with <coughs> modern equipment and Windows 7, so like modern laptops. We need laptops for a particular reason, and how they handle dual channel audio yeah, coming in. Yeah, we ran into an issue with stereo versus mono. Some of you guys who had been tuning in before, probably six months ago, maybe five months ago, were noticing sound coming out of one speaker and not the other, and all sorts of other stuff. So we fell back, uh, but we'll we'll come back soon. Yep. Uh, and here we have the review. Ding 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 ding. Mm -hmm. That's our new review music. Uh, <laughs> That was music. <laughs> give me a hard time on that ding. It sounded like a human ding 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 sound. <laughs> it was really good though, right? Yeah, awesome. <laughs> Some of the best ding 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 music you've ever heard. All right, uh, good SEO info, four stars. It's a good SEO podcast and easy to listen to. Yeah, it takes time to actually get to the main points of the podcast, but it's somewhat entertaining. It's not a ringing endorsement. Yeah. I can listen to them when I'm in my car. Good, not great, hence four, still better than others. Um, RJCID. All right, RJ. Patif. Yeah, Patif. Put Thank you. Face. Appreciate it. I'll take the four stars. And, uh, well, I, I think we're about to get to the meat. And yep. we probably it didn't exceed the Geno. So, yeah, so I think, there you go. I think we were pretty fast there. So, oh, well, yeah. I got a couple shout outs couple punches in the face. Um, you got a good story, too. So. got a great story. We'll get to that. Uh, right, this one goes to uh, uh, Dion Viles. Hit us up on Twitter. He is um, at GoogleMasterNZ from assuming it's uh, New Zealand. New Zealand, right. Uh, so, yeah, punch in the face to him. Um, says he likes the podcast. Um, new listener. And uh, he's loving what he's hearing. Cool, so cool. Uh, another punch in the face to our guy, Bill. Bill's tuning in right now. Bill emailed us a story about bounce rates. <laughs> and, um, you know, one of the things we preach here is that um, a lot of times uh, having a high bounce rate can be something good. And I think we're probably the only people who have ever even remotely suggested that, and this story kind of reinforces it. Yeah, so he, the story is uh, uh, basically he got a call from a lady selling some SEO services. Um, after a long spiel, um, he told her that they handled most of the SEO themselves and ranked okay for selected keywords. Uh, then she said, well, do you know what your bounce rate is? He replied, yes, about 43%. We're trying to get it to 100%, which, you know, I could I could hear it. Yeah. He probably was like, 100 he don't know what he's talking about. Then he says, uh, she laughed out loud and said, that's horrible. Why in the world would you want it to be that high in a condescending voice? <laughs> he replied, our CTA is so good that they just pick up the phone and call us, and they bounce. And then she hung up on <laughs> Yeah, so awesome. She probably was like, uh, <laughs> this one. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I don't. I when you when you hear something that's so foreign to you, and that's why you know it's interesting that we say it. And Bill's out there using it to get rid of SEO salespeople. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna try face that. The bill. <laughs> I will try that because uh, it's strange how we still get tons of uh, you we know can, SEO forms on our site, and I'm like. You found us on the first page. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why you're able to fill out our form. But, uh, yeah. So today I wanted to talk about links. 
Um, I found an article the other day, uh, what everyone needs to know about good, bad, and bland links. And um, it's by a guy, Tom, Tom Schmitz. And um, um, he kind of went into the article and talked about different types of links, anchor text links, reciprocal links, and things like that. What's good with them, what's wrong with them. And I, and I think this is important because of uh, recent Penguin updates and, and, and algorithm changes that are affecting how links um, affect your ranking in the, in the search engine results pages. So we'll go through a few of these. Some of them I agreed with, some of them we didn't. But um, I thought it was a pretty cool article, and we will uh, post it uh, later. I got this from uh, Search Engine Land. And so one of the key things I liked what he said, he started off his article by saying um, there are three types of links. Um, links that help SEO, links that hurt SEO, and links that search engines just plainly ignore. And so uh, I thought that was a pretty consistent statement. Yeah, links can help or they can hurt, or they, and most of the links probably don't have any value anyway. Right. And so... Uh, so then he started to dig into the links, and the first section was um, anchor text. Uh, and these are keywords that are in the anchor text. Um, these have value, but with recent changes to the algorithm, uh, mainly Penguin, um, you have to be careful how many anchor text, how many keyword rich anchor text links you're using. So you know, um, not even in the far future, in the far past, <laughs> not that long ago, basically, um, it was kind of standard practice to make sure all of your links included your main key phrase um, in the anchor text for that link. Um, now Google is saying if if you've done that too much on your site, or all of the links coming to, or, well, we're talking anchor text. So yeah, if you've done that too much on your site, or or links that are coming to you. Using anchor text links. If your link, if your link building efforts all include, links to you. yeah, the the top key phrase you're targeting, um, then it's not really natural. And so, and, and then they, you can get hit with an over optimization <laughs> penalty, or those <laughs> links will 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 um, decline in value. And so, be cautious and be careful when building links um, because um, you don't want all of them to be keyword rich anchor text links. You need I, some. But but not all. Of them. Ideally, Google wants you to have natural and organic link building. Yeah. And if you imagine that people out there, like people are out there listening to our podcast and who end up linking to our podcast, they don't all put SEO podcast. You know, yeah. someone like oh great podcast or podcast out of Houston or click mm -hmm. here or whatever. So yeah, or eWeb style podcast. So if we started a link building campaign, you know, we get a hundred emails a week about somebody who will do a link campaign for us. And all they do is SEO podcast and point to our podcast. That looks a little spammy. Yeah, and a little Google's, suspect. Google's flagging that now. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so, so be careful with that. Uh, the next one he talks about is uh, reciprocal links. And I like a statement he made here. Uh, it is one of the oldest SEO strategies around. Um, but he went on to say um, that uh, uh, most search engines have warned us away from that. But I think that should be taken with a grain of salt because in some situations. Reciprocal links uh, may be may be the okay thing to do, may be the right thing to do. You know, if you're if you're a plumber and you provide uh, plumbing services in your area, then it may be good to to maybe share swap links with um, with a faucet manufacturer or someone like that because they're probably uh, you probably sell their products and they probably recommend you as an installer and so therefore it's worth that establishing that linking relationship. Um, I think the problem comes, and Google kind of gets flagged and thinks it's spammy, is when you begin reciprocating links with 
industries and companies that have no no continuity to what you do as a company or worse um, you're sharing links with some other site that has hundreds of other reciprocal links then it just looks link farmy and, and spammy so um, I think you should if you're gonna share links or swap links with somebody um, if they're in your industry somewhat related um, and you guys your service can assist each other then that, that's probably a great link to swap and it probably has better value and maybe even do uh, in that situation don't just do a straight link swap do a, a guest blog post. Yes, right. Yes, so make you're it interesting. actually mm -hmm. writing it. You're the author, so you're identified in that blog post as the author, and then that's linking back to you. And let them allow them to do the same. So yeah. if it's a manufacturer, hey, here's a great way to manufacture this particular product, and then the manufacturer on your side says, here's why you should use this one over some other competitor. Mm -hmm. It's a nice article. You guys get reciprocal links. Great work. I think the I think the kind of concept people had was reciprocal links are a great way to build links, and then they Everyone said that every outbound link drains your PR, mm -hmm. which is not incorrect. And so then if people take that to the extreme, they say, okay, well, no outbound links. Google, again, is about providing a good experience to the Google user. If your web page is a dead end of the web, yeah. <laughs> then that's not a good experience. You know, the web, you know, the, the old joke here, I've finally reached the end of the internet. Um, if all of your links only go within your own website, your website's lacking from yeah. a user experience perspective. It should link to that manufacturer. Mm -hmm. It should link to some supporting <laughs> article. It should link to a, a, a Wikipedia page about a definition of some sort of term you use. It, it should link out to those. Definitely. Absolutely. Um, the third one he has on here is uh, directory links. Uh, directories are another great um, aligned source of links um, and with some justification. And so. Um, I think one of the things he talks about here is he's really highlighting the fact that uh, stay away from paid directories and not just any paid directories but you know the ones you get that'll tell you um, for you know, 40 bucks we can get you 10,000 PR4 links or you know I'll get these emails every day about stuff um, stay away from those because um, out of the you know 10 million people that were sent to um, you know, you don't want to be <laughs> in that group of people to use that same sort of linking structure. Uh, more importantly, uh, if you did do it and it happened to work for you, once that site gets cut, then you get cut. And so, because um, now there's no linking relationship there and, and you lose your rank. And so, um, if you're going to use a directory and it's paid, then use one that's one, um, has a, a more thorough approval process. If anyone can just go, and submit the link and then it automatically goes up may not want to use that directory take one that uh, maybe has a cost um, that's related to your industry that has some sort of um, um, approval where they have to kind of check off and say okay this is a valid link you're submitting the valid company profile you're uploading and then they approve it um, those tend to have a little bit higher page rank a little bit more trust rank a little bit more trustworthy yep. um, then he goes on next section he talks about uh, he titled it links in content or blog networks and what I think he was referring to was uh, was content farm links so you know if you were in the business of uh, of uh, you know writing spinning articles and things like that you know writing a whole bunch of articles and then rewording them a little bit making sure you had all these links in there putting them up on the sites and letting different sites use the same article to generate more and more links to your site uh, don't do it. 
no value there. Matter of fact, you get penalized for it, and it just doesn't work anymore. That was the huge uh, panda really kind of took a chop at those. And so don't do that. It's a waste of time. Instead, spend your time if you're going to do that, because that takes time. <laughs> you don't realize that. That's not just do it real quick and it's done. That's a lot of work. Take that same energy, write you a nice article. Um, include some positive inbound links and outbound links. Post it on your own site, and then use some other signals like social and things like that to uh, drive traffic to that article. Um, better use of your time, better use of the linking, and a better experience for the user. Um, the next one he talks about is article sites, which is kind of a spinoff on the top one. Uh, the one thing I highlighted here was search engines stop counting links from article sites a long time ago. So, yeah, there's a lot of, um, um, like, um, what's the one I'm thinking about? Ezine. Right. Um, and a lot of different other sites where you can go to and just post mm -hmm. articles. Um, and then with links in them back to your site. Yeah, those don't have any value anymore. I won't say don't do it. I will say don't do it if your whole purpose of doing it is to generate links. one link. Yeah. But if you if this is a new product release and you're really trying to put information out about something cool and interesting and nice you have, then yeah, go ahead and post it. Why not? Uh, with the link. Um, but yeah, but don't just do it for the sake of trying to get that link because that link has no value. Um, press release links. I'm just talking about that. Um, pre press releases can work. If done the right way, um, I think with the press release, more than just putting out a release um, through some newsletter blast or email blast, you really have to take advantage of PR sites um, and make sure you have the right citations and links there. That link back to not your homepage, which I think is the key here, link back to one of your internal pages that focuses on whatever that press release was about and then link that way and that way the links looks more natural it is more natural um, it's, it's going to a more focused direct page and not necessarily uh, to your home page um, other than that press releases may not be as effective because um, they're going to your home page <laughs> and if your home page isn't focused on whatever your press release is about then there's no value there so if you're going to do a press release Make sure it's very focused, very niche. Make sure the link goes to some sort of internal pages. And also link out to mention your sources um, for the press release. And one of the good things about that, well, uh, one of the things he mentioned here and I totally agree with, is if you have blogging friends or other people in your network who have um, uh, maybe um, a network of people they can reach out to, have them write original posts about whatever your press release is about first go ahead and give them the link let them publish then send your press release and so that way you have all kinds of new content hitting the web about your particular press release with inbound links from original content yeah better than just submitting it and then hoping people share it because um, they probably won't and uh, and it won't work uh, the next one on here talks about is a uh, blog roles um, yeah, it's kind of outdated kind of old school deal, you know, blog roles. Right sidebar, usually of most blog sites, a link full of, um, a section full of links to sites you like or blogs you frequent. Um, it's good to have them if they're relevant. Do they have any value? Probably minimal uh, because what happens is these become links that are that are on each page of your site. Right. And so they, you know, I wouldn't. They lose value. Yeah, if, you, if that's one of your main um, SEO strategies, then then call us. 
Um, let's see here. Text links. Um, avoid off-site text links outside of the content, especially in sidebars and footers. Exactly. So just like the blog roll. Or, or better yet, um, a, a practice at one point had been people putting um, um, keyword-rich anchor links in the footer. Right, right. <laughs> and so this footer is on every page of your site, and so you have these links in the footer that say, um, you know, Houston plumber, right, or whatever it is. Yeah, those those don't have any value for several reasons. One Houston is roofer. Yeah, it's on every page of the site. Number two, it's in the footer, and so you know Google indexes the sites, and links um, are are valued by which one comes first. Um, so when we start talking link sculpting and things like that. Um, the footer links really have no value <laughs> for SEO purposes. The only value they bring is for user experience because people tend to look down there for certain things. Privacy policy, terms of service, contact us, things like that. Maybe um, uh, maybe um, um, a copy of your top nav is also in the footer, you know, things like that. But from an SEO perspective, really no value in putting links um, in the footer. So, yeah, don't, don't waste your time doing that. Um, I like this one here, badges and apps, and uh, we're almost done. Badges and apps were cool. Uh, you know, a lot of people created different badges and different apps so people could download them, and they always link back to the site. Yeah, according to him, um, search engines found out that the links are usually more about SEO than relevance, and I kind of agree. I've seen plenty. We have plenty of clients yeah. who who will say, you know, oh yeah, I'm, I'm part of this company, and they have a badge for me put this badge on my site and then that badge links back to the manufacturer and we're like well first off the user has no clue who that who company that manufacturer is yeah <laughs> who that company is or what they do and 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 essentially all you really did was put a link back to that manufacturer right yeah so um and really if you're going to link back you should link back in a discussion about that product with you know, relevant anchor text. Yeah. That's a valuable link to Google. Just some link on the side from an image. Uh, it'll recognize it, um, and it doesn't have the kind of value, the kind of outbound value that you're really looking for. Um, infographics. Uh, recently, Google announced it may suppress infographics from passing page rank. It's not surprising as most infographics are created more for link building by, I like this, regurgitating content and information that's already out there from original sources. Um, if you rely on infographics heavily, start looking for new tactics. I totally concur. Um, infographic has no value if that information is old, outdated, and been presented all over the web before. Um, there are tons of infographics out there, and I think they're great, but they must be um, very unique. Um, I think they have to address an issue that hasn't been, you know, beaten to death before. Right. Um, and if you are going to do an infographic about something that's already been done, then you must definitely do an outstanding job of the graphic. Yeah. Um, it must convey a message that hasn't been really focused on before. Um, so and get a Pinterest account. Yeah, and get and a Pinterest. Pin it. And pin it, definitely. Yeah, punch in the face to... Uh, Focal Fusion, you yeah, know, they do a great job of that. And putting so, together uh, some great infographics. Yeah, definitely. Um, social media, which one is on here, which kind of goes without saying. It's a great source for links, great source for sharing links, great source for for getting people to read the content you have. Um, and we talked about this, um, I think, on on SEO podcast uh, one fifty nine. Um, just be careful 
with how you share the links on social profiles. Most social pro most social software like uh, TweetDeck and things like that will automatically shorten the links. Right. And so I think you lose some. Um, Certainly, if your URL has keywords yeah. in it, you lose that value. You lose if some value. That to happen. Yeah. If your <clears throat> link went from you know eWebStyle.com slash SEO podcast to bit dot ly slash x y z, you know right. then. There's no, there's, no there's really no value. Yeah. There's value for the user and for me, frankly. I'm saving character space so I can include more stuff in my tweet. But now my link, my keyword rich link, is no longer keyword rich. And so, yeah, be be cautious of using those when you're uh, doing links uh, in social media. Okay, the last ones on here were forum posts. Um, links and forms can be tricky because spam is. Um, is it within many communities? I totally agree. Um, if you're linking in the form, uh, best case scenario is to make sure you're providing um, a great experience. Usually forms are for people who have questions and then you can come in and answer that question and give some tips on how they can solve their problem. The way to make best use of that by linking is linking to your site with an example or something that'll help who's ever form thread you're in that link can help them solve their problem. If it's just a link to your home page or to something like that, then it's spammy, there's no value, and it'll probably have a worse effect. Um, and last one, um, edu and .gov links. We all know that those are good, they're, they're great, yeah. if you can get them um, naturally. You know, I think Google has gotten smart about knowing when links seem out of place <coughs> by either being hacked or things like that. Um, or just an open blog that some student has put on a on a .edu uh, yeah. uh, domain. And so you know one of the one of the we talked we did I think it was pocket 140 something we talked about um, ways to get natural and real link inbound links from a .gov or .edu site. And one of those ways would be to um, submit to their uh, to their local campus publications. .edu is usually of a school or something like that. So if you're having an event and it's in an area by school, let's say College Station and you're by Texas A&M or something like that, um, and you have an event coming up, submit it to their local paper. It'll probably get published online on their site right. with the link to your site. And then you have your event, let people post some reviews about the event, and now you have user-generated content and you have a real legit link coming from a .edu site to your site for some event you held. Um, that's just one way you could, you know, link build that way. But um, yeah, don't don't be tricky and try to hack and get your way into it because um, um, they're smarter than you <laughs> and, and and it won't work. Don't be a douche. Yeah, don't be a douche exactly. So um, that was that was it. Pretty good article by Tom. Um, got it from Search Engine Land. Uh, we will post it um, later today. Cool. That's it. Um, we got any blanks there? I think I do have some blanks there. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. That, that was kind of blank. Yeah. This blank there was at Facebook. Uh, stock plummeted Again. yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> and you know it was crazy because they had they had they had the shares locked, right? So everybody who signed up at the IPO couldn't couldn't sell. Right. Until yesterday. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, roller coaster. You know, and so uh, they all fell off of it. And uh, I read an article, and a dude made a good point. He says, uh, he says, 
Facebook is making a change right now to make the ads uh, more accessible to the people who are buying the ads and putting those ads up. Right. The problem is um, he's getting away from the original goal on Facebook was to make sharing social, more easy. Social, yeah. Yeah, and so now it's becoming less of a social platform and more of an ad network. And uh, and that's why the stock's plummeting. He says, if you go back to the core, go back to your roots of sharing and friends and and making the world more socially and and more uh, connected, connected yeah. then uh, the stock will probably rise and people will be more prone to get back to Facebook. So should have never IPO'd. Yeah, <laughs> you were already rich and yeah, like you you didn't care about money. Whoever convinced you to IPO was was yeah, not not. Not didn't have your best interest at heart. All right, you have been listening to the most popular SEO podcast on iTunes. That is because of you, yeah. you, you, you over there in Zimbabwe. Also, seven thousand downloads per week, seventy-six different countries. Thank you guys so much. Uh, until the next podcast, my name is Chris Burris. Charles Lewis. Bye bye for now. Slightly raised up eyebrow, eyebrow. Tamely, tamely, headed my way. Mountain snow girl, glow girl Pining, shining, needing some play Where have you been all my life? Something pure yet so refined I'm gonna find my gold mine I think she's gonna tell